Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Stevenson, and today we're talking sweet itch and allergies. We're joined by Alex Wood from B&W Equine Vets. If you've had problems with your horse having sweet itch, or maybe he's coming up in lumps and bumps and you want to know what to do with it, then Alex is going to advise us on allergies to look out for, the signs, the symptoms, and how to manage any allergy issues. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I love doing these podcasts because we get to find out so much about people's lives, but some of my favourite episodes are the ones that are on veterinary advice from the guys at B&W Equine Vets. And today I'd like to welcome Alex Wood. She is a specialist in internal medicine, and today we're going to be talking about allergies, horses and allergies like sweet itch. How are you, Alex? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thanks so much for joining us. I have a bit of a personal interest in this because Mm -hmm. I actually actually have allergies myself and so I've often wondered how allergic horses can be to things Mm -hmm. and what what we can do to either prevent it or cure it so in terms of in terms of allergies in horses are there some really common ones that are, are well common in horses yeah I mean I think the first one the main one that springs to mind has to be sweet itch that would be the horse um skin allergy that most horse owners would be familiar with and will have heard of even Mm. if they haven't personally experienced it themselves but then there are some other slightly sort of rarer allergies as well so the sweet itch for example I didn't even know that was an allergy I thought it was when the and correct me you know you can tell me what exactly sweet itch is but this is the myth that I heard it was when the flies bother the horses um, mm-hmm. and, and it rubs off and they end up uh, scratching themselves so much that they rub off their fur. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, to a point, but what... Um, so obviously all horses can get bothered by flies in the, in the summer months and lots of horses will rub themselves and can get, you know, swish their tails and be irritated by them. Um, but what sweet itch is, is an actual true allergy to, to midges and specifically to their, to their saliva. So any horse um, may get a bit irritated if a swarm of midges sort of swarms around them, but won't, and, you know, come up with a little bit of a midge bite like we do. Mm. Um, you might come up with a little lump or something, but a horse with sweet itch, so a true allergy, will then itch and feel itchy long after that midge bite has gone. It sets off an allergic reaction and that can then affect them all, all summer for months and months can then make them very itchy and much more itchy than, than an average horse should do. 
Oh gosh, the poor things, because it's a nightmare when we get a bite. I've got mm. one at the moment, actually. I've got a swollen hand from a dodgy bite, and it's driving me yeah. mental. So if they're covered, you know, they're surrounded by flies all the time. It, this must be really common, because we actually see products on the market to try and prevent sweet itch. Do those, yeah. do they actually work? Well, they do in the sense that the, one of the most frustrating things with sweet itch is we don't have a, a, a cure or a particularly good treatment for it. So the best way to manage a horse by, with, that has sweet itch is to prevent them from being bitten by, and bitten by the midges in the first place. Mm. So that's what those products tend to focus on. So they're your repellents, your rugs and things. And they are actually the best way of managing these horses. If, if you can stop the midges making contact with the horse, they won't itch and they won't get irritated yeah and and once a horse has sweet itch then or how do, how do we know that they've got it in the first place yes yeah, so we think it is a genetic condition that the horse is born with because we think that because we definitely see it more in certain breeds so certain pony breeds shetlands welsh ponies we see a lot of those with it um also icelandic ponies for some yeah. reason seem to suffer and it tends to be something a bit like um with asthma or hay fever and people you don't necessarily see very small babies and children with hay fever but it's something that you develop at some point in your childhood or adulthood with sweetish horses they tend to develop the signs when they're sort of between two and five years old mm. um but they're very much born with the ability all it takes is for them to then be bitten by enough midges to then set off that allergic reaction oh my gosh and it's not like we can you know wipe out all the flies is it (laughs) absolutely no they're always going to be there the midges sadly yeah yeah. so can this start quite small then because I always take my horse as an example with things and he gets little bites um, Mm -hmm. and they turn into lumps Um, and so he he is affected by fly bites or midges Mm -hmm. but not to the extent that he has sweetage so is that something Mm -hmm. that we need to keep an eye out that it can start quite small yeah, so I think well, I think that what your horse probably has is that he does have a mild allergy to insect bites in general, but he has one of the different types. So as we sort of said before, sweet itch is a a type of uh, allergic skin disease in the horse, but there are other types as well. And what we see is that um, other horses may have a mild allergy to all sorts of different different types of fly, be that horse fly, mosquitoes, those sorts of things, and lumpiness is another sign of skin, of allergic skin disease in a horse they can either show themselves by being itchy or by being lumpy sometimes mm-hmm. both and so it sounds like your horse and lots of other horses that's the other common thing is that they come up in hives or wheels um, and that's another sign of skin disease but it would suggest your horse does have um, some allergic sort of sensitivity to fly bites but doesn't have classic sweet itch mm. well they say horses are like their owners so he's very much like <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> No, probably come out in sympathy for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I often wondered if you could give your horse Puritan or if there's an antihistamine that you can give them like we take antihistamine. Yes, yeah, so um, there are no horse um, licensed antihistamines on the market. Um, the only type of antihistamine you can give them is human antihistamines. Mm. Um, they can have some effect, but they don't work particularly well, unfortunately, and you have to give them a lot. Um, mm. Sometimes people think, oh, if I give them one pyroton, they'll be fine. But if you think that a one pyroton would treat a 60, 70 kilo person, it's not going to have a huge effect in a 500 kilo horse. Mm. And also, it doesn't always work for very long. Um, so there are some types of antihistamine that can work 
better uh, can work in horses but they tend to be the ones that aren't marketed for humans so much anymore because they can cause drowsiness oh. um in, in humans obviously horses don't need to operate heavy machinery and drive the thing <laughs> in fact it could work quite well if they're spooky and you want to take it, them for it, a hack it, exactly exactly so the um the types of antihistamine that we do occasionally use in horses uh, wouldn't necessarily be your classic pyroton and things I don't think there's any harm in giving Pyroton, and sometimes people give it and seem to think it helps. Mm. Um, but it's it's not a really an ideal long-term solution for them. So what is the long-term solution? If we haven't got a cure, what can we do? So the, um, the next stage of treatment and the most common type of treatment that we use is steroid anti-inflammatory drugs. Um, and they form the sort of the... Sort of the um, the sort of backbone of the treatment that we have for these horses um, because some horses they just have a straightforward reaction or what we call a short-term allergic reaction if they get bitten by a load of yeah usually flies come into contact with a plant or eat something that upsets them and just come up with lumps or become very itchy we can come out and inject them with some steroids or mm. we can leave um, a client with some steroid tablets that they might only need to be on for a couple of days and then it might settle down and go away. Or if we have a horse that has got longer term allergic disease that keeps coming up with hives or keeps getting itchy, sometimes we need to have those horses on steroids, sometimes for weeks or months, um, which isn't ideal as steroids can have if they're used in high amounts, high doses or for a long time, can have some side effects in horses. But they're very powerful. They work very well. Unlike antihistamines, we know that steroids help with allergic skin disease. And certainly if you went to the doctor or to a hospital with a severe allergic reaction, that's what they'd give you. Mm. They'd inject you with steroids. We know it helps with that. So in that sense, actually, steroids can be used sometimes almost like a diagnostic test. If we see a horse that's very itchy or comes up with lumps and we give them steroids and they respond, we know that that's an allergy, that they're Mm. allergic to something. It then time then tells whether this is something short term that goes away, doesn't seem to bother the horse again, or whether it's something that um, is going to continue to bother the horse, flare up, be it certain times of year and something we see year on year or for quite a few months at a time sometimes. Well, the hard thing really is managing it, isn't it? That's the, the because if you know your horse has got an allergy, you don't want them to go oh. through that pain or you know that that discomfort. But at the same time, ugh, gosh, how can you have your horse on steroids every year throughout the whole summer for the rest of his life? It's it's really difficult. It is really difficult, and so one one type of testing or one thing that we can do to help is that we can do allergy testing um, in horses. Ah. Uh, we tend to. We tend to reserve it for those ones that if we've seen that either every time we try taking them off steroids, the lumps or the itchiness comes back, or if they've had sort of ongoing, either ongoing signs for a couple of months, or we see a seasonal pattern where we go, okay, well, every April, this horse starts coming out of lumps or starts itching. Mm. Um, we can do what's called intradermal skin testing. And this involves us injecting tiny, very dilute bits of a number of allergens into the horse's skin and then we measure how much that area swells and so we can measure then the horse's reaction to those particular allergens. Gosh that's incredible so what type of allergens would you be testing for? We have a panel of about 30 allergens they include tree and grass pollens all the sort of the main biting insects um lots of molds and yeasts and so on because our horses come into contact with a lot of those in either their forage their straw and their stables dust mites and also a number of sort of plants and things as well 
And are they things that we, we can find everywhere, generally in our fields or if we go hacking? Um, because, uh, again, that's hard to prevent. I mean, how can you prevent... You can't prevent a horse from being allergic to pollen. So what what options do we have, really? Because I feel like we don't have... <laughs> I feel so for them. I feel like we don't have many options. Yeah, and this is what can be so frustrating with them. And sometimes I will do the... The, um, the skin testing panel on a horse we can identify the allergens and we sometimes we have a lovely situation where it comes up that they are allergic to alfalfa and sugar beet for example well that's easy you just mm. stop feeding them yeah. and I have had a couple of cases where that literally turns the horse around and people go that's amazing they've been lumpy for years and now they're not anymore but the ones you're absolutely right the ones that come back allergic to grass pollens and to tree pollens we can't ever remove a horse from from those well they would have to live in a completely sterile environment and it wouldn't be at all fair on the horse Mm. but what we can do in those situations is um once we've done their testing and identified which allergens they're allergic to we can make up a desensitization vaccine for them oh wow and what we do with that is we make up um yeah a, a vaccine we make up with tiny tiny doses of all the allergens that they're allergic to it does take quite a lot of involvement from the owner because the owner needs to inject the horse um it's pretty much every other day for a couple of months but we gradually increase the amounts that they are injected and then we gradually increase the strength of the allergen and as i said we're basically trying to desensitize them to those to those allergens and does that work alex because i've heard that they do that with humans but Mm. i've always been too afraid to to have coconut pumped into me when i'm severely allergic to it (laughs) well absolutely absolutely which is why we're very very careful we start with very very low doses and build it up and we do it over a number of months it can really really help for horses with what we call urticaria so that come up in lumps lumps and bumps it can have about an 80 percent success rate in reducing their symptoms enough that they don't need ongoing steroids some horses need to have lifelong injections now that's not every other day what they have every other day injections for about three months and then we reduce it gradually to sort of every three weeks then every six weeks and we try and stretch them out and wean them off the injections and some horses we can wean them off altogether some need like a maintenance jab every two or three months um, but most owners would say by that point, like, I'm happy to keep doing that if that keeps the symptoms at bay. Mm. Unfortunately, the skin testing the, and the desensitization vaccine doesn't work as well for the itchy horses, oh. which is a real shame because I think often horses can look quite lumpy and look quite alarmed, but actually it doesn't bother the horse too much. Whereas the, the itchiness, understand it really bothers the horse mm. um, and they can rub themselves very raw. So it's quite frustrating that the treatment the desensitization vaccine doesn't help them as much. Mm. We tend to we tend to think that we have about a 40% success rate, so less than half. And sometimes, like you say, with you know not wanting to suddenly have a load of coconut when you're allergic to coconut, it can actually make them initially a little bit worse. So we have to be very careful. We have to be really careful with our dosing, and the owner has to be really aware of that. Mm. Um, so we tend to reserve it with the itchy horses for the ones that are very bad and there are no other options left and it's almost a little bit of a sort of a last ditch thing that we say okay well let's try this and be prepared that it might make the horse a little bit worse initially and and see whether we can get an improvement or not Mm. are there any topical lotions that we can use for sweet itch like chamomile lotion does that work with horses yeah i mean i think that those sort of things anything that's sort of topical and soothing can definitely help and i think anything that if they rub themselves raw and break the skin, anything that stops them getting infected and so on can help. But there isn't 
like a magical um, treatment that you can sort of put on to soothe the itching anything more than, as you say, chamomile or pseudocreme or something like that. Mm. Oh, pseudocreme works. That's interesting because I thought that was an antiseptic. Yeah, well, when I say it, it doesn't help, I don't think it helps stop the itching, but I think it can soothe the skin. I mm-hmm. think it can soothe the rawness. And I think because sometimes actually it becomes this vicious cycle that they rub, it makes the skin sore and then that almost makes it a little bit itchier. So mm-hmm. I think it can sometimes help settle that a little bit, but it's certainly not no, not a magical cure in any way. Well, the bad news then is that we can't cure sweet itch, but the good news is no. we can prevent it and we can manage it. And um, yeah. and and I love the fact that you can test for allergies because that would that would be so much easier, isn't it? When you know your horse has a problem, it's when we're sat there guessing, saying, "Well, what's wrong yeah. with it? It's got some lumps, got some bumps. Doesn't quite it looks a little bit under the weather." Um, mm. But at least we've got some some answers. What other really common allergies do you have? I've heard of dust allergies, which it must be a nightmare for people that stable their horse. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so certainly dust allergy very much affects their airways rather than tending to affect their skin. Although having said that, we do have some horses that test positive for the moulds and things that we find in in dust. Mm. I think, um, yeah, so from a respiratory point of view, it's very much dust would be the number one cause followed by pollens. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It can affect the horses that cough more in the summer. In, in terms of skin disease, I think insects have to be up there as number one as the, as the cause, followed by, um, yeah, sort of feeds certain hard feeds and then your and then your pollens and dust so the, the midges then um obviously we've got the, the ones that come out in storms um the horse flies how serious are horse flies because horses do go mental when they have a horse yeah. fly anywhere near them I mean, they hate them yeah and i think the thing with horse flies is i think that they're the way they bite and their saliva is so irritant that i think it affects all horses they don't necessarily have to have a true allergy to horse flies to be irritated and for the bite to hurt because I know when I've been bitten my arm swells up hugely and it can be really quite nasty Mm. but certainly horses with an allergy to them will come up in hives all over their body in response to it so they can be quite nasty the other big insect which is slightly different I suppose from the flies and things that we definitely get a lot of positive test results for is um dust mites oh really um 
Yes. So we get um, a bit so a bit like humans will be allergic to it can be allergic to sort of dust mites in their sort of mattresses and that sort of thing. Horses, we tend to they tend to get in contact with them from their rugs and their numbness and so on, um, mm. because it's quite difficult to really thoroughly wash at high temperatures and then thoroughly, thoroughly dry rugs and numbness and so on you tend to wash your rugs and then leave them out to dry slowly over a couple of days and those are the conditions that dust mites really like and then they get stored you know you wash your rugs and they don't get used all summer and get stored and that's when the dust mites can populate oh no you've made me feel like an awful owner i need to go and get my rugs washed because you don't think about it you go they go through the winter well there are some people that are really good and go and wash their rugs every month um yeah but really, you kind of go through a winter and then, then you send them off to be washed while you're using your summer rugs and then vice versa when it comes to autumn. Exactly. But how often then mm. should we be washing our rugs? Well, I mean, I think if your horse doesn't have an allergy, I think as long as they're hygienic and they're clean and, as you say, they're washed a good couple of times a year, I think that's fine. But I think if we have a horse that is um, is coming up with lumps, particularly in the winter, if they're coming up lumps in the winter and we know that we haven't got the flies and the midges and those sorts of problems, certainly horses that come to me for skin testing in the winter, we definitely see a lot of them um, testing positive for dust mites because, of course, that's the only insect they're really coming into contact with. Mm. Those ones, I say that every couple of weeks their rugs should be washed. Wow. The key things and the things that are tricky is they need to be washed at 60 degrees and then they need to be tumble dried because that's what kills the mites. Just washing them at 40 degrees or 30 degrees and then just leaving them to air dry won't necessarily kill the mites. Mm. Um, And obviously for a lot of big rugs, particularly turnout rugs, you can't do that. And so the other things that you can do is once you've washed and dried your rugs is put them in a freezer. If people have got a big chest freezer and room to do that because that can help kill the mites. That's amazing. How does that kill them? Just Um, Just because they can't survive at low temperatures. Um, so that's what lots of people with dust mite allergies will do with things like children's toys. They'll put their teddy bears in the freezer and it kills off the population of mites. No way. I'd never heard yeah. of that. That's brilliant. But what you do if you are able to wash and tumble dry them, if it's their sort of cotton sheets and things, is then when they come out the tumble dry, you want to get them while they're still warm and you have to seal them in plastic bags because if you can then cut off, uh, remove all the oxygen from there, again, it stops the mites from being able to reproduce. And then finally, the other thing we can do, if you have got big, thick rugs and things that you really can't do all that, you can get the mattress protectors, the anti-dust mite mattress protectors for humans, Mm. and you can put those under their rugs. um, And that, because then they can't get bitten through that, if that's their sort of under layer, Mm. that can can help as well. Oh, I wish that would work for the midges too. Mm. (laughs) But they get too hot. Yes, Um, but there are some really good sweet itch rugs on the market the yeah. ones to stop them being written by the midges there are a lot there out on the market and um, just going back to the horse flies um mm. i once heard uh, i like to dispel a lot of rumors and myths because <laughs> we hear a lot um but the horse flies they, they they particularly like horses because they lay their eggs on their backs so the horse fly will fly over to the horse and then it will find a spot and then it will actually lay its eggs in it mm-hmm. and that's where then the other ones will come away. And as well as the horses not liking the feeling or the saliva, but they don't actually like the eggs being kind of embedded in their skin Lead. either. Yeah. yeah, is that true? Well, that's interesting. I, obviously, we know that horse flies have an affinity to horses, hence the name. We know that they like biting horses, definitely. And their bites can be really quite painful. Um, and as you say, that they like 
horses because it's a suitable place for them to lay their eggs whether the eggs themselves irritate the horse i don't know that actually that's interesting um that you say that but certainly i think it is generally it is their bite that the horse objects to the most because they can really draw blood Mm. and can be really quite you know really quite painful at the time and then cause a reaction afterwards Mm. and they hate them well our horses hate the horse flies as much as they Mm. hate crab flies yeah. So where we are, there's a lot of lot of crab flies. I'd never heard of these until I moved to this yard. And they literally scuttle along the underside of the horses like they're crabs. Yeah, um, yeah. Do they do they actually bite or is it just the feeling of them that they don't like? I think with I think with crab flies, I think it's just the sensation. As you imagine, if they were crawling <laughs> up your arm, you'd be like, oh, get off me. Um, but it's a bit like also... Um, house flies and stable flies your big fat black flies they will can irritate them but they don't actually bite and draw blood mm. oh, okay well lots of allergies to keep an eye out for um how, how can we see the symptoms we've got the symptoms for if they've got an, obviously if they're itchy if they've got a skin disease allergy but respiratory mm-hmm. wise if they're having an internal allergic reaction how can we what what are the signs Yeah, so um, for sort of respiratory allergic disease, the main signs are coughing and white nasal discharge. Um, Thankfully, it's really rare that we see a horse have a a proper anaphylactic reaction, which can be really quite life-threatening where their airways close over and things like that. That's incredibly rare. But certainly if you saw a horse that was suddenly having real difficulty breathing, that would be, you know, you'd need to call call your vet really quite urgently. But for, yeah, for normal respiratory allergies, it's, yeah, a sort of frequent cough, but they're not unwell. You know, they don't have a temperature, they don't appear to have a virus and, yeah, white nasal discharge. And that's for any allergy that's affecting their insides? Yeah, so, well, sort of any allergy that's affecting their airways. Generally, allergies in horses either affect their airways or they affect their skin. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. So it's not like they can have issues with their liver or their kidneys... Oh. No, not not that not something that we would associate with allergies. No, hmm. this is very interesting. <laughs> what can you tell us about? You know, what should we be knowing? What should we learn? Okay, so I think the things to sort of to know are that a bit like with people, you either have an allergy or you don't. So. The average horse owner with the average horse doesn't necessarily need to panic and worry about how they need to prevent allergies, because in that sense, you can't really, your horse, as I said, either has them or they don't. If they are showing signs of allergy, so for skin allergies, either that they're very itchy or they frequently come up in lumps and bumps, that's when you want to consult your vet. You want to have a chat with them about, you know, how much of a problem this is, whether it's severe enough and gone on long enough that we need to talk about testing and so on, or what um, management things you could be doing to prevent them coming into contact with the allergy. As Mm -hmm. I said, you can't prevent the allergy in itself because that's something that the genetic that the horse has been born with. Um, And as I said, the signs to look out for are excessive itchiness um, and frequent lumps and bumps all over the body. Sometimes they sort of weep and, and ooze. If we see a horse with skin allergies um, or respiratory allergies, then there are some simple management things that we can do. So although, as you said, we can't do anything about pollens because they're just in their environment, if they're in a dusty stable with a dusty deep litter bed and cobwebs everywhere, we can clean that stable and get them out in the fresh air, reduce their exposure to to dust and moulds and so on. If we think that it might be a food-related allergy, the simplest thing to do is just cut out all their hard feed for a period of time, see whether their signs resolve, and then you can gradually reintroduce 
what we call simple like straight feeds because obviously a concentrate bag of concentrate feeds has all sorts of different things in it and it's difficult to then tell which part of that food is affecting them mm. so that's something sensible that you can do if your horse seems to become at lumps and bumps and we're concerned it may be food related that's something that you can you can do i think most horses appreciate good fly protection because even if they don't have a true allergy they can still come up in lumps and bumps if they get bitten enough and also be irritated by them mm. so use of strong fly repellents use of fly rugs if you're in a particularly midi or fly area i think your horse will definitely appreciate <laughs> <laughs> oh because i try really hard to go the other way i go too far and i think oh i'm going to let him be free and he he prefers to be free but ultimately if he's, mm. if he's being irritated by the flies then he'd probably be, he'd probably be happier um, being protected from them yeah I mean I think as you say it is nice to see your horse sort of out in the open and things and certainly when they've been wearing rugs all winter them to have a nice roll and get sort of have a proper what we call like a, a naked roll not be rugged <laughs> up all year round I think is nice and you know not all horses if you if you live in quite um if your horse got quite a big open breezy field they might not be bothered by the flies too much but um i think particularly fly masks and things most horses do appreciate them because almost all horses in the summer months will get flies all over their faces mm. if you have a lot of trees and water near your field that will attract lots of insects and so um those horses then often do benefit from from a fly mask uh, fly mask and fly rugs this is interesting i i um I, I i kept blackjack without a fly mask for a while and he got ear plaques okay um which are these little lumps that he had in his ears and yeah we, we think that it was because my, my vet said it was because of the flies and they were irritating mm. him and they were making it sore and it was itchy so i mm-hmm. put a fly mask on him and over a period mm-hmm. of time the ear plaques went it was really good okay so they That's actually good. went by themselves because apparently you have to have them kind of removed by the vets and it's quite a hard process isn't it yeah absolutely they're quite difficult to get to disappear and so if they're fairly mild we usually say to people just sort of leave them alone it's only if they get really sort of gnarly and big and bothering the horse as you say we can surgically remove them but there certainly isn't a treatment form so that's really good that they went away by themselves i was really relieved actually because i felt again like a really bad owner um, <sighs> that he'd had them in the first place because he does have clean ears and it's funny when you see these you know that you have these issues and these kind of um, diseases and you automatically think well i do wash my horse you know i do bath him i do clean his ears yeah. and his nose but but what i found when i put the fly mask on he had um a, it was great because obviously his his ears got better um mm-hmm. but when it was over his nose he'd sneeze all the time oh really yeah. okay and i couldn't work out what it was that was making him sneeze and he was he was sneezing and he was snorting and not in a in a you know annoyed way or aggressive way it was just something was getting up his nose so then i mm. tried him with a fly mask without the nose piece yeah happy mm-hmm. as larry yeah. so chilled not bothered about it but i wonder what was making him sneeze i think sometimes their their noses and their muzzles are really really sensitive they have lots and lots of nerve endings because they've got all their whiskers and they get quite a lot of sensory information from from the the skin surface on their muzzle and i think sometimes as you say if you have a um a fly mask or something that's got a inbuilt nose sort of net or nose part and it's just pressing or tickling on the wrong part Mm. it will make they like with us if the end of your nose is tickling it makes you want to sneeze and so i think that's probably what's happened with him (laughs) or at least we had a solution take the nose bit off but it did exactly it made me giggle for a while so i thought what is going on with you yeah yeah (laughs) 
Well, uh, thank you very, very much, Alex. So, so if we have a horse that maybe we've seen some symptoms for a while and we're thinking about having an allergy test with you, how much is this going to cost us? The cost of the sort of the testing process, um, it comes out, it's about £300. And then if they are a suitable candidate for the desensitisation vaccine, i.e. they've got the right kind of symptoms, um, they're easy to inject for the owner and the owner's you know, happy to do it. That sort of is then comes out at about another three, four hundred pounds for that first sort of intensive three months. They then have the continued injections, but because they get less and less frequent, the, the price you get through less of your sort of vaccine. So the price then goes down after that. Well, thank you very much for your help today and um, advising us on allergies. I feel much better equipped. I won't be panic- <laughs> I won't be panicking at the slightest lump now until you know no. I know that <laughs> he'll he'll be okay. <laughs> No, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. As you say, there's, um, if they're severe, it's something you want to worry about. But for most horses, it's something we can easily control. Amazing. So we can follow B&W Equine Vets on Twitter. It's just at BW Equine Vets. Uh, we can head yep. to your website where we can get more information, which is bwequinevets.co.uk. And you're on Facebook too. That's right. Yes, we are. Thank you so much. Speak to you soon. You're welcome. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like any more advice on sweet itch and allergies, then head to the BW Equine Vets website. They're constantly putting out information and advice for you, as well as following them on Twitter as well. I hope you've had a good week with your horse. I'm really, really excited about Wednesday because it's the start of Badminton 2017 and you can catch everything here on Horse Hour. I'll be there from the trot up Wednesday afternoon through the dressage on Thursday and Friday on the cross-country course on Saturday and right in the middle of the arena taking photos for you at the show jumping on Sunday. So don't miss anything. If you can't be there, then you can watch everything via our Twitter, which is at Horse Hour. There'll be pictures going on Instagram and Facebook too. We'll be live interviewing with riders and you can see backstage behind-the-scenes footage, the things that nobody else gets to see, like when they're warming up, calling down, and of course the grooms, the wonderful grooms that give the horses lots of love and uh, look after them before after they've had their run if you are at badminton then send us a message it'd be lovely to meet you please come and say hi um, send me a message on twitter i'm at amy stevenson one we're at horse hour and any pictures that you take tag us in them hashtag mmbht uh, which is the mitsubishi motors badminton horse trials hashtag and of course as always hashtag horse hour i hope you've had a really good week and i look forward to speaking to you soon from badminton You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag Horse Hour. Follow Amy at amystevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.